This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense, where you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Financially Fit Business. Go to www.financiallyfit.business to grow your business profitably, build wealth, and analyze your monthly financial statements in less than 10 minutes a month. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. This is part two. Ryan Englund and I started this whole discussion about building the core of your business, building your team, building your culture last session. So that's up and you can click on that. And if you haven't listened to that session, you can listen to it on wherever you download this podcast. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about interviewing because I think, and Ryan, tell me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of the problems happen in the interview process. And let's assume we have a good core. All right. And, you know, and we're building a relatively good team and then somebody comes in for an interview and you blow it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, the interview is so critical to making sure that you're hiring the right person and you're starting off on the right foot and you're, you're giving them what they need. And it's actually out of the seven components in my model. It's the one that I am most passionate about. Yeah, I believe it because preparation to me is the key. I mean, and you have these phenomenal questions and we'll get into them and everything else like that. But if you walk into an interview and you're not prepared, you don't know what you want to ask and you want to just have this great conversation with this person, you never know where this person, number one, can do the job. Number two would be a good fit for your company. Number three has is aligned with your, as you say, core values, core matters, mm-hmm. um, you know, and those types of things. And so how do we make sure that we prepare number one, but number two, once we prepared to ask the right questions? Oh, wow. How much time do we have? About 16 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> eight All now right. and eight after the break. <laughs> so so here's the thing uh, that that I want people to keep in mind is that while we may think that hire as entrepreneurs, contractors, if we, we may think that, oh, interviewing is just this thing that we do, right? It's just this thing that has to get done before we hire somebody. Keep in mind that the person coming in for the interview doesn't feel that same way. In fact, looking for work is one of life's most stressful events. It's on that same list that you've heard the psychological stressors as death of a loved one, relocation, loss of a job, health diagnosis. It's on the same list, looking for work. So they are incredibly stressed out. They're frustrated because a lot of companies aren't getting back to people now. And they're just, they don't know what to do. They're looking for leadership. And if they show up to your interview and you're just like, yeah, come over here, let's just chat for a little bit. And They walk away going, I don't even know what the job is. I don't even know if they're really hiring. I don't know if they liked me. They're going to go, well, this Yahoo's just like the Yahoo I'm working for today. And they're going to keep looking. Yeah, they might come work for you for a week or two until they find that next thing. But they're going to keep looking. So they want to know that as the employer, you have your act together and you have a plan. And you know how to walk them through this process to minimize stress, to reduce uncertainty, 
to make sure that they know what the next step is. They're looking to you for that. And if you don't have it, it might be why you're struggling to really hire good people. So it's much more than just a list of questions. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, the thing is, there's two types of employees out there. Well, there's probably more, but there's two that we like to talk about. Okay. One is that employee that you have right now that you wish you would have never hired, but you keep them around because you need the extra set of hands. You know that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Can't there's lose the them now. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the one that, like, you don't know where they've been your whole life. Like, if I just had a magic wand and could clone this person, I would be set. In fact, Two of those people could do what five or six of the other ones could do. And we call those your rock stars. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, rock stars, they know they're good. They know that they bring value to an organization. And they're probably, most likely, they're the types that don't switch jobs a lot once they find a good one. And that's the key, finding a good core culture. Yeah. But if they're at a place for a long time, six, seven, eight years, guess what? They have zero experience. Zero. I, I mean, that's like going from a couch to running a marathon is I've worked at the same place for seven years. Now I'm going to re-enter the job market. <laughs> like Ugh. they've got no practice. They, and what happens is we dismiss those people because they show up for the interview and they're nervous. They don't answer questions well, or they talk too fast, or their resume has typos. And, and I just think you need to understand that when you create a good process for these people, those things won't matter. You'll make them feel comfortable. You'll give them the, the platform to really shine. But when you just show up and you say, hey, let's just talk tomorrow at nine o'clock, and there's not, no experience that you're creating for them, it's really hard for them to show up and do well. Conversely, the ones that you wish you could get rid of that switch jobs a lot, they're really good at interviewing. <laughs> they're really good yeah. at telling you what you want to hear because they do it all the time. So if you don't walk into it saying, how am I really screening people and what am I really looking for? You could get duped more often than not. Yeah, you're right. Some people interview really, really well, and they end up really, really bad. And there's a lot of people who don't interview well, who do incredibly well. Yeah. Which is, which is the important thing. So from a standpoint of, all right, they find out about you, how important is your company's website? And the information, because if they're going to be an interview, the smart ones actually go to your website, at least in my experience, and find out a little bit about your company if they don't know it. Am I right? The majority of millennials and Gen Z, yes, they go to your website. And in fact, what they do more often now is they look at you on social media because they go to your website and it looks like it was built 20 years ago and there's been nothing updated in the last year. They don't even know if you're still in business. So they go to your social media because that's where a lot of contractors are active right now. They don't do a lot on the website. So they're, they're almost get dismissed the website. But here's the important takeaway from that. If we know that that's what happens throughout most of the industry, imagine what they think of the company when they go to the website and there's a careers page. Yeah. And it talks about recent company events and it talks about projects that you're working on and cool stuff that you're doing at the company. 
how easy is it for you to stand out in that situation? Very. It's very easy because they can ask about it during the interview if they're smart. Yeah. And some do. I know. All right. Give me the website if somebody wants to get in touch with you. Corematters.com. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We will be right back. Are you one of the contractors who enjoys getting and analyzing your financial statements each month? If not, it's probably because you haven't taken the time to discover what your profit and loss statement and balance sheet are telling you. And you probably are not making good business decisions based on timely, accurate financial statements. You know you have to do something about this, but where do you turn? Root Kings makes your financial statements fun and sexy online course. These easy to understand four sessions explain financial statements in English rather than accounting battle. You'll discover what your financial statements mean and how to analyze them each month. Then you'll have the info you need to spot minor issues and take care of them before they become major crises and run you out of cash. Enroll today. Click on the link in the show notes or call us at 770-729-0258. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm having a conversation with Ryan Englin, who is the CEO founder of Core Matters, which is the Apple Core, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. And now that you've explained that, it's really easy to put the two together. You yeah. know, rotten core, rotten culture. Great core, great culture. You know, core matters. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been teasing our listeners for, you know, three segments now about great interview questions. So in this last section that we have together, let's talk about some of those great interview questions. Yeah. What are your favorites? What, the ones that no one else asks. Okay. That's, that's the first thing. There's a, I started this years ago. I haven't touched it in probably a year and a half, but um, I have a Pinterest page of all the infographics that I've ever found that uh, have all the, how to answer the most popular interview questions. And so if you're a job seeker that wants to do any dusting up on your interview chops, you just go look at infographics and there it is. Where do you want to be in five years? Well, here's why they're asking that. And here's what you should say. What do you feel is one of your biggest weaknesses? You know, like these, it's really just boring questions. Like you can Google them. Yeah. Um, if your interview questions came from a Google search and you didn't find them on core matters, <laughs> uh, then they're probably not good. In fact, I have a download called uh, 22 interview questions you won't find on Google. And, uh, and I actually talk about why these questions are so powerful and why they work so much. And they, you know, in the interview, Here's the thing. It's, it's like going on a first date, like a first impression. You've heard first impressions matter. Yep. People make a decision about whether or not they want to spend more time with you in the first five seconds of an interaction. And we all know this. So what do we do as employers? Oh, we got an interview coming in today. Everybody straighten up the office. Be on your best behavior. Don't let them know who we really are. Right. And then the job seeker is like, oh, I better comb my hair today and actually put on some clothes before I go in for the interview. I would hope so. <laughs> and, they, and then what happens is they get there and they sit up properly and they, they pay attention and they, they, they just hold on to every word that you say. And then you're like, wow, that was impressive. 
And that's the best they're ever going to show up. Exactly right. Because that's what people do. I mean, think about think about going on a first date. What do you do for the first date? I mean, I know some people that they go buy new outfits for a first date. <laughs> and I'm like, they get their hair done and they do all this stuff. I'm like, but that's not you. If you aren't going to be authentic during the interview, neither are they. And authenticity is the most important thing on both sides. You've got skeletons in your closet. You've got some baggage that you're holding on to as a, as a contractor. It's okay. Share that. People actually find more value in meeting with you because you are authentic with them. Like that authenticity is rare. But as, as contractors, we want authenticity from the job seeker, from the candidate, but we won't give it ourselves. So the whole point behind the interview question is how do we knock them off center so that that script that they've prepared in their mind, that, that fakeness that they have going into the interview, how do we knock them off center so that that goes away and now they have to be themselves? Those are the kind of interview questions I like. Yeah. And that- not the boring ones that Not you can the, find cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't ask them a question that, and, and here's the other thing. If you're going to ask an interview question before you ask it, know what's the answer I want to hear and what's the answer that's going to send me running for the hills. Write them down for every interview question you ask. You know, they're not going to get it perfect, but this way you aren't getting caught up in a story or you aren't being subjectively drawn in, you actually have something objective to go back to and go, well, which way did they answer? You know, usually it's in the middle and then you get to decide, is it closer to one or the other, but do that. Um, you know, some of the questions I do like to ask, I, I like to ask, but then I like to ask follow-up questions. And this is where a lot of our interview training comes in that we do over here at Core Matters is teaching people how to interview, which is asking about the things that aren't being said, like being able to better understand and dig deeper. But one of my favorite questions to ask really early on, I mean, this you do at the application, like when they're filling out an application online, mm -hmm. ask them, why do you want to join our team? Yeah, I always ask that question. And it's a simple question and, and a lot of people do. And the thing that I found though is most people don't know what the right answer is for that. Really? They don't. Yeah. I talk to contractors all the time. They're like, well, what would be a great answer for why I want to be, um, I don't know that they want to be a part of a team because they're a team player. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, why do they want to join your company? What is it that's unique about you that they're drawn to? And people will tell me all the time that they'll push back and they're like, yeah, but aren't they just going to tell me what they know I want to hear? I'm like, no, we have had people answer that question on an application that says, cause I need a job. Um, because my car's about to be repossessed because I have to pay child support. Like, they'll just say like, that's why they applied to join your team. That's not what I want them. <laughs> that's not what I want to hear either. Uh, but you know, that, that's a good one. But I think where you get better interview questions is when you start asking about the way they behave. So for example, I will tell you, at, at Core Matters, one of our core values is always be improving. I, I, I joke during the interview and I say, if you want to get fired around here, just tell me the reason that we do it that way is because that's the way we've always done it. 
I you're just hearing my fingers going down a chalkboard with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> ah. yeah. And that's how it is for me too. Like, you want to get fired? Just tell me that. Well, I do it that way because that's why we've always done it. Oh, anyways, it's always improving. And so when we build our interview questions, they should align to the behaviors that we want to see in the role. The truth is, if you're hiring an electrician and they've, they've got their license from the state or they've been an electrician doing this kind of work for more than five or six years, you don't need to ask them questions about being an electrician. You need to ask them questions about being a part of your team. And that comes from interview questions that come from your values. So for us, we always like to ask, what, what book have you read recently and what impact did it have on your life? Because yeah. if they're not reading a book or listening to podcasts or watching documentaries or doing something else, they're not improving. Yeah. Most of the field people will tell you, I don't read. Yeah. What do you listen to? What do you watch? Because yeah. they don't read. Yeah. Well, for us, we like to ask the read question because guess what? The first thing we're going to do is have you read a book and, and actually have you read my upcoming book. That's going to be a new part of the job soon. But um, you're going to have to read to work at Core Matters. But we have a client that they have this focus on the customer first customer first. Like we always put our customer up there. We want to take customer. We will do whatever it takes, bend over backwards, whatever we need to take care of the customer. And so we may ask a question that says, when's the time that you went above and beyond for a customer and your boss didn't appreciate it? Tell me about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Or when did you go above and beyond for the customer and you didn't get recognized for it? Or you got reprimanded for it or disciplined for it or, yeah. you know, something like that. Or tell me about a time when you knew you should have done something right for the customer, but didn't, what was the outcome? Because now we're looking for self-awareness, right? And they recognize that they could have done more, but they chose not to. Yeah. So we start kind of looking for questions that align to the behaviors that we want to see, not the work we want to do. I'm going to teach them how to wire a three-way switch. Hopefully yeah, they know that by now. They're we licensed. So. We, had one, we had one electrical contractor that actually had the guys come in and draw a four-way switch. Okay. He's like, here's a piece of paper, a pen. Draw a four-way switch for me. I want to see it. I was like, okay, that's cool. And, and for them, you know, I'll tell you what, I've been around a lot of houses and uh, I do some electrical work myself. I've never seen a four-way switch in my life. And one of the things that you have to be careful with is if I'm an experienced electrician and I've never seen a four-way switch and I, I've never wired one up and I get stumped a little bit, how long would it teach you? How long would it take you to teach me how to wire a four-way switch? Yeah. Probably 15 not. minutes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So cool. And so if that's the case, why are we even asking those questions? Spend 15 minutes with me and just teach me how to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. But what you can't do is teach me how to want to learn it yeah. or teach me to be open to feedback or doing something different. You can't teach me that stuff. So that's what our interview should be about. Cool. Final thoughts. The interview process is one that you cannot just wing it. You've got to put it together. You've got to take your time and you have to be intentional. This, this is like a dating 
you know, and, and the offer is when you ask them to marry you. Think about all the things that you wish you would have known about your spouse before you got married. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Think yeah. about that in the interview. Think about all the things that you wish you would know before you hire someone. Absolutely. So Ryan, thank you so much for being with us. Corematters.com, correct? That is it. Thanks, Ruth. All right. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.